0: Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 153, a new way to stop binge eating with Maria Brigantino.
1: You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back,
0: relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Changeable my guest on today's episode is Maria Brigantino. Maria is a change coach. She works with people with all kinds of eating issues, um, and she's been through them herself. I was actually Maria's coach years ago when she was first finding freedom from some of her food issues. So we'll talk about that. It's kind of a kind of a cool story. I love um, I love some of what Maria talks about in this episode in terms of. And we just don't talk about this enough in terms of how much was going on in her life uh, traumatic stuff, family stuff, just so much chaos, and how her mind chose food and just camped out there. And isn't that amazing? Isn't it amazing that with all of this, you know, there's really no bigger or smaller, but all of this chaos going on around her, how our brain will choose something to focus on. In order to, you know, try to help us. It's like she just, she just her brain just told her, if you can just stay thin, if you can just get this little bit under control, everything will be okay. Which of course is a big fat lie, but you know, it makes sense a little bit <laughs> in the moment. And it feels better. It it feels better than looking at what else is going on when we don't understand who we are and how our experience works and and where our feelings and security and all of that are coming from. So there's so much, so much wisdom in that, and and this comes up over and over in our conversation, which is uh, which is a really, really great thing to explore. So I've known for a while that Maria would eventually be a guest on the podcast, uh, but the reason it's happening now is because we recently led a very small group course, I guess, workshop. Um, we had just four people, four women, called Freedom From Binge Eating. So we found, we had a bunch of people apply. We chose four women who had been, who are actively struggling with binge eating. They were at the time that the workshop started. Um, and most of them had been for quite a long time. Uh, and we met with them for two hours over four weeks. And we we also did a uh, check-in a month after our time together and And we just kind of went on this journey with them, and you know started off in week one, looking at what freedom from this habit would look like for them uh how it's been for them, what they've tried, what's helped, what hasn't helped, and little by little it's it felt like to Maria and I like we started off kind of with our nose pressed to the glass, all of us the, you know they' I do this and I do that. And this is what freedom would look like. A lot of concrete stuff, like this is what I need and I know better and why, and this is what I want it to be like. And of course, right? Because when we're caught up in something, our our brain is in overdrive. Our mind is in overdrive, kind of it's creating the issue, but also trying to tell us what what it would look like if we didn't have this issue. So a lot of sort of concreteness, Around right and wrong, and what should I choose and this is this is what it means to be free and little by little, over eight hours with these amazing women who were so open and just so so down to just explore and be honest and and look at things and see things in a totally different way. It felt like we took them from having or they went from their nose being pressed to the glass to standing like. 10 feet away from the window and just having a totally different view of things. And and it, I mean, it, we, it just blew us away. And not that we were surprised by this because it happens, but there's just so much in pointing toward what's really going on and just helping people see things in a, in a way other than how we're currently seeing them. You know, any habit, any issue, anything that looks like a problem to us is a problem of perception, always and only. So when we can begin to look at how our thinking is creating the experience we're having and how things look and what if there's another way to see this and what if it's not quite that way and what if you're already freer than you think you are and all of that, it just goes so far. So uh, over, these, over the four weeks with these four women we saw so many shifts and just so much incredible stuff. Their habits all shifted uh, to varying degrees for all four of them, though, had some some real behavioral shifts. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. That that was never really what we were even looking at. We were looking to shift the foundation. So that happened in big ways that, that you could hear the conversation in our first session to our last session. Oh, my gosh. Like not even remotely the same sort of conversation, which tells coaches like Maria and I, okay, this is good. (laughs) Like we're, some things are moving in a really deep foundational way. And when the ground shifts enough, a habit has nothing to hold on to. Like there's just no need for it. It just does not, it falls by its own weight because it just simply does not look the same. So anyway, this is why Maria and I are talking now in the podcast because we had this incredible experience with these four women um just fell in love with them. They fell in love with each other. So much change happened. And so we talk about that in this episode as well. Uh and and, you know, how what we saw in them, we see in other clients, how we went through it ourselves. Um, because we've both been there. So it's just such a great episode. I love so much of what Maria shared. Um and this will be a great one to listen to if you have any habit, anything you're struggling with, because of course it all applies. I know it's tough sometimes if binge eating is not a thing that's on your radar at all, that's never been an issue for you. It doesn't feel like this would apply, but trust me, it does because it's all all completely the same. So the course that Marie and I led is now a digital course. The group we led has now been turned into a digital course. Everything was recorded so that you can actually follow these four women on their journey from being really caught up and having kind of more limited definitions of freedom to just having big change. Um, and that course also includes Maria and I kind of coming in off outside of the group, just the two of us, and giving some commentary and sharing how we see things going. So it's a really unique, really, really cool digital course. Um, I'm running several of these in this format, and I just love it. So much is happening for the people involved, and it's really cool. I think to hear kind of the coach's perspective, you know, when the when the workshop participants aren't there. So that's that's what you'd get with this course. And if you're struggling with binge eating or any food related habit, I mean, you're going to just see so much in this as you watch these four women have massive insights. Um, and again, any habit you. would you'd see so much. So I'll share the link uh, in the show notes where you can find this course. It's at Dr. slash freedom from binge eating. Uh, but I'll put the link there and you can, uh, you can check out the course. You can also check out the course as part of Student Access Plus, which is my new sort of uh, digital library plus. <laughs> There's so much stuff in there. So I'll, I'll let you see that on the page. Um, you can see all the details there. Uh, and again, all the links will be in the show notes. But again, I just would really encourage you if you're struggling with anything food-related, binge eating, to to check this out because theres there aren't many opportunities we have to be a fly on the wall as a group of people kind of go through this very genuine, very real change and experience. And uh, whatever they've seen, you'd see it watching as well. It's It's just like you going through it. And if you want to see more about Maria and her work, she's an amazing change coach. She works privately with people. Um, She has some groups. She does all kinds of stuff. Uh, Her website is in the show notes as well. So definitely check that out. So enjoy this episode with Maria Brigantino. Hi, Maria. Thank you so much for coming on Changeable. Hi Amy, I'm so excited. I love
1: Changeable.
0: I listen to it every Monday when it comes out. Aw, thank you. And I've been really excited to have you on for a really long time. I knew it would happen. It was never a never a question in my mind. It was just a question of timing. So, um, so I'm excited that this is the time. So, yeah. So let's talk about. Uh, eating issues, binge eating, the work we do with people, because as listeners know already, Maria is a a coach who works with all kinds of eating issues, um, and she's had her own. So I I think it's always good to start with kind of how you got into this work, which I know was very personal for you, as it is for many of us. So yeah, maybe tell us a bit about kind of what what your struggles were like. And
1: this is such an interesting
0: question, because when you
1: look back, it's almost, it can feel overwhelming like where do I even start with this and if I'm really honest I found this understanding and I started this work by really having a desire to continue to lose weight so my desire and my thinking about losing weight actually ended up changing my my life it's funny because like many other people that. We've talked to you and we coach. I had tried so many things to try to stop binge eating. But when I found you and when I found this understanding, I didn't want to stop diving. I just wanted to stop binge eating. Yeah. Because I truly believed that how my body looked indicated something about my worth. And it's really funny because I look back at my life now, I, you know, as a, As a child, I had lots of traumas. I have an alcoholic mother. I have like this really interesting story that I had no thinking about. (laughs) No thinking about the chaos that I lived in as a child. But the thing that looked most important to me in my life was the size of my body. Yeah. So I think that's, that's kind of amazing now. Now I can see that that's amazing. because. This that, oh, that focus on the size of my body created such a big story that it took over my life. And I needed that to happen so that I could actually see the truth of, of what being human is and what thought is and be exposed to this understanding that completely changed everything for me. So I had this really interesting journey where I was anorexic and then I started binge eating. Because my body was so malnourished that it was like helping me. It was totally bringing me in the right direction. And yet the one thing that I wanted was to fight back against it. And it wouldn't let me. I was pissed that it wouldn't let me. Because everything that I had tried before wasn't working anymore. Restricting wasn't working anymore because it would lead to binging. And getting on the newest exercise plan wasn't working anymore. Now I needed to go from exercising an hour to two hours to three hours to trying yoga to adding more and it wasn't working anymore. And then I had to try macro counting and this and that and every other keto diet in the world. And my body was so smart that it would not let me win. It would not let my thinking win, (laughs) which I think is amazing. Like when we work with people and, and um, we'll, we'll talk about the amazing group coaching journey that we had together, we talk about innate health and wisdom all the time. And I know some, sometimes there's a lot of thinking about what that is, but the fact that you have a binge eating disorder or eating an issue at all is innate wisdom working. Yeah, Like it was not going to let, my body was not letting me win until I saw something bigger and deeper that would change my whole life. And then it
0: was like not a big deal at all. I love that. I mean, there's even just the the piece about like you forgot all the chaos. Like how how resilient is that? How wise is that? They're like, "Oh yeah, these things happen whatever, but but something in your mindset, okay, let's not look there. Let's go over here where it feels a little safer." Now that created obviously all kinds of other issues for you, but hey, there's no question in the moment that felt safer and gave you a feeling of control rather than looking at what was going on in your world, you know? So, and then yes, like you're saying, I mean, that's where these issues feed into each other. They just, you get to a certain point with anorexia, then people start binging. And it's just such a, so I can remember it and feel it so much when you share it, how you're just angry. You're like, why can't I just starve like a good anorexic? (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, why can't I just do this? I can't even be good at my eating disorder. But it's so much wisdom coming in to prevent that.
1: Absolutely. And it's like, it, that in itself is so amazing. And when I look back at that journey, Amy, I laugh because at the times when I would be reaching out to you, you know, I had a shopping addiction. I, I honestly spent $150,000 on shoes and clothes in one year, for sure. Mm-hmm. So for the last like decade, I've been purging all of those shoes that I bought. So if anybody's a size 10, you reach out to me and I'll <laughs> happily send you a pair of heels. But you know, that was going on. I was binge drinking on the weekend and then starving myself because I was starving myself anyway, but even really starving myself after to make up for binge drinking. I was like dating and dating and dating. Nothing was making me happy. Yeah. And yet the only thing I kept looking at was my weight, that that was the most significant thing. I was, and, and that had to happen for me to see something bigger, deeper that I'd never been exposed to that I needed to learn that would give me freedom in all parts of my life. And as I started looking there, the things that I didn't even re- realize were an issue sort of just took care of themselves, which is really amazing. Like, yeah, I never had to seek help for my binge drinking or my shopping addiction. Like that just unraveled on its
0: own. Yeah. when the When the misunderstanding they're based on or the the feeling that they're helping you avoid changes, then they just fall away. And I I think that's, I love stories like this too, where there's so many issues going on and it's so arbitrary what we focus on. (laughs) Like for you, it was just all about food. Yet, you know, again, just like in your childhood, like, wait, there's some other stuff going on over here, but no, let's just stay here where it's comfy and, you know, with the problem we know. Exactly. I was uh, in preparation for this.
1: Um, conversation, I looked back at some of the emails that I had sent you. And some of them are hilarious. Now looking back, Amy, I just, <laughs> it's so clear that it was just a ton of thinking in a moment. And yet at that time, and when I work with clients, it is, it is the exact replica. I mean, some, one of my clients could have sent me an email that I sent you. It's all the same. Yeah, Everybody's habitual thinking is all the same. You know, Maria Brigantino and enter a new name.
0: Yeah.
1: It's so repetitive and predictable. And yet in that moment, when you see it as very personal, it doesn't look any other way. But once you start to get that space that we talk about in between the thinking and who we really are, like you just see it as, as predictable. My new word for it is stupid. Like I'm sorry if I offend anybody and it sounds cold. But it's like, it's a lot of stupid thinking. Like there's no logic to that.
0: Yeah. And it's not, it's not even how, this is huge for me to see. Like, it's not how you think or feel. And it really seems like it is. Like, you know, I could have looked at you, you looked at yourself, me too, and said like, wow, I really seem to care about how I look. And on some level, that sort of made sense, but it really wasn't. It's that repetitive, stupid thinking that we just identify with we weren't vain. No one with an eating disorder is, it's not about that. It's not about really caring that much how we look. We cared about peace of mind and how we felt. And that just, that just got substituted in as the magic is like the Holy grail. And, and it could have been, like you said, it could have been anything that was the Holy grail.
1: hmm Yeah. And, and then, and then it doesn't. Eventually you, when you, when you start to see that, oh, this story always comes up for me. I actually don't have triggers. I don't actually have to binge every Friday. I, I've been playing with this um, sort of lesson that, or saying that people, people can't be what they, what they don't see. Mm-hmm. Not physically. Like I was yeah. so focused on what I was seeing physically, which was all distorted too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what I didn't see in that moment was that I actually didn't have to do anything and that I was whole and perfect as I was. That's what I didn't see in that moment. Yeah. I didn't see that there wasn't anything to manipulate or work at. I was used to working at life. And it was a chaos. That's in my innocent thinking. My mind knew that controlling things and working really hard would keep you safe. And so that's all I was doing so innocently. But what I couldn't see was that I didn't have to do that, that that had all been an illusion of my mind.
0: Yeah. And that it's safe to not do that. I really like hear what you're saying where it's like um the working at something, that wasn't a bad thing to you. That was preferable. <laughs> like because yes. it, it gave you something to do, it gave you distraction and yeah. a sense of control, maybe. Yeah, whatever
1: control is, right? It used the yeah. word loosely, but
0: that yeah, and that was
1: that was so That was so innocent. And yet, when you actually let things be, life is like, and that's the thing I see more and more is that life the life is joyous. Like it really is, no matter what's going on. And that once we are experiencing experiencing a sense of struggle, we're just caught up in a lot of thought. And so I lived a long time in a lot of struggle, which is which is like yeah, I'm an overthinker. I'm human. I've been human for a long time. And I just have a lot of evidence for it. Yeah.
0: So how did you, like, do you remember when things started to shift? Because I love, like, I, and I kind of remember, like, you kind of came into this conversation halfway, you know, like, okay, <laughs> okay, I want the binging to go away, but I'm not ready to start, to stop dieting and I, and don't make me gain any weight. And, you know, what can you give me of the good things I want? Um and that was okay and you kept you kept at it so something kept you in the conversation even though my memory and again this has been many years now my vague memory is like okay you know you listening really politely and then like okay so what do i do so tell me what to do so how do i eat so what do i do when this comes up you know and and that's so you know I, of course that's mo- most of our clients you know but um yeah. so i wasn't giving you what you wanted but something kept you in it. So I'm curious, your experience, if you remember like feeling, okay, maybe there's something to this, even though I'm not quite sure or how that was.
1: I would say that I had moments where I really connected to that inner wisdom. And so when you, when you spoke, when I listened to your um, videos, there was something there. Amy, I can't even describe it even today right like i don't yeah. there there is a truth there and i think that's why people listen to these conversations there is a connection there and i was used to staring at all my overthinking so i had a lot of moments where i probably stared at the overthinking more than i just allowed myself to sit in that innate wisdom in that truth so i, I kept coming back cuz i knew what you were saying was true but I still had a thinking mind that was trying to figure out what the action steps and the trap strategies were, which is very similar to a lot of people's journeys. Yeah. Tell me how. And you're absolutely right. I was like, yeah, Amy, I know you have something to offer, but you're not telling me how. Tell me how right now. And by the way, what's the eating plan that I can lose to use to lose weight at the same time because I have no patience? That was my thinking mind. And one of the big insights that I had, and this is where you and I talked to the group of women um, that we coached together a lot about was being curious, right? And that curiosity creates insight for yourself so that you can connect to that truth. I think that's what we're always doing. Maybe you would frame that differently. Yeah. yeah. But for me, one of those curious moments that you coached me through was I had um, a partner at the time who had committed suicide and it was or who died by suicide, whatever the language is right now that you're using. It, and it was a moment for a long time that I had stopped binging. And it made no sense to me. Here is somebody has lost their life. My world is upside down. There's a lot of emotion, a lot of energy. And yet, I wasn't binging. And I wasn't binging because I wasn't staring at binge thoughts. I didn't have energy to stare at my weight and at my thinking about everything to do with weight and image. And so there was no need to binge yet. I had a lot of energy coming through me yet. I had a lot of unknowns and questions and no control. Yeah, And I could sit with that. And so that showed that was that was one of the moments that really allowed me to just be and to see
0: something deeper. It's one of those that like, it so flies in the face of how we would think it would work. You know, like when you were like, okay, well, how do I tell me the steps to stop this? And here you're in, super hard time in your life. You weren't working any steps. You weren't able to do anything and yet it stopped. I love those moments, right? It's like, oh, so like on some level, I think your brain just kind of exploded and said, okay, clearly how I thought this was going to go is not how it's going to go. Yes.
1: Yeah. And that would, and so from there, it's not like my, it's not like that. I didn't have the moment where I just stopped and I never binged after that. You know, it, it, It stopped for a long time. Yeah. And eventually I started staring at the thoughts again. I started being, you know, obsessive about staring at the thoughts that were weight, you know, were I was obsessed about weight again. I started scale, put it going on the scale again to give my thoughts some, you know, another story to look at, right? Some more evidence. And so I, you know, I fell back into it. And all that was happening was that I was caught up in thinking. And then I had other experiences where I had deep insight again. And so I had a journey that was full of ups and downs. And I think a lot of people do because that's life. Because we have moments where we're at that inner peace place. I know when I'm in my garden, it doesn't, the world could be blowing up around me. And that, for whatever reason, I'm in an inner peace place. Yeah. And we have things, times where we all get caught up in thought. It's just not a problem anymore to me. It was a problem before. And so when I finally saw that all of that thinking wasn't a problem, that was kind of really normal, it just fell away on its own. And, but for me, it was, it was a process. I just, I had to see more and more and more. I and mean, I was stubborn. I didn't, I didn't accept it as truth. I really had to question it and ask the what if and be curious. And for a long time, I just didn't want to give up. You, you wrote, at one point, you wrote um, a blog about, how to like be really stuck. Mm -hmm. Like I like go back to that blog. Like that was me. I just was doing the, all the keep yourself really stuck.
0: Yeah. Staring at your problem, tracking it, like just,
1: yeah, all that. Yeah, Like (laughs) my fitness pal, like, man, I should have owned like shares in that company. Like I was Mm -hmm. the number one subscriber until, you know, I just kept seeing it deeper and deeper and deeper. And those things, those strategies, those action steps that I thought I needed to have in place to, be whatever, they just didn't make sense anymore. And when I actually let go of those things, my whole life changed. My whole life changed. And I can tell you my my biggest moment was literally, and I joke about this all the time, I was doing the dishes and I literally felt like, I felt like a thousand pounds just lifted off my shoulders and I just saw something so deep and so real and I still can't explain it today that it just doesn't look like anything life just looks simpler now and I have was making it so complicated for so long, but most of us do. Yeah. And so I was just somebody who had to continue in, listen, 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 participate, walk away sometimes. And, but really it was about seeing it for myself. Yeah. It was about questioning for myself. It was about being quiet when I, when I could be quiet, when my mind was quiet, not trying to make it quiet, but just enjoying the moments when it was.
0: And. And it is in, it's in the, those little moments of quiet for everyone. But I think those of us, th- this may be true of most people, but when we struggle with an eating issue, I mean, your mind, it, you just tend to be really controlling and you're try that's what the whole issue is, is you're just trying so hard to control things. Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, it, it's like just, just getting to a place where you're not trying to make it happen, where, you're, where your mind can fall quiet for a minute, that in itself is rare. And again, as I say that, I'm like, yeah, that's also true with anxiety and depression and all kinds of things. Yeah. So it's just a human thing. But that alone, I mean, and and that's why, you know, a lot of our clients and and they kind of come and they're like, okay, well, give me the more information and what do I do next and what should we talk about? I was just talking with a new coach yesterday who has a client she worked with for three or four sessions. It was going super well. And then her client came and said, you know, I just, her client initially was anxious and like wanting more information and give me this understanding and all of that. And And after a few sessions, she said, everything's great. I think I just need like a three week break. I just feel like I need to not take in more and just let this settle. And what a gigantic success that is. Like we were just marveling at like, wow, this person was just demanding more, more, more. And now they're seeing that's completely flipped. They're wanting quiet so that the more can come from within them. And I just think of that and what you said and that, that for so many people is it's little, but it's everything, that little directional shift it It
1: says everything about where we are, and Amy didn't we see that with these four wonderful women that we got to work with at the beginning yeah. when we were meeting? We could have taken more time, and by the end, there's just not as much to say yeah
0: so so Marie and I and i'll we'll talk about this as we uh, as we go through our conversation here, but we uh we did a four week group with four women who were struggling with binge eating and so we'll kind of talk about some of the highlights of that because it was just so good but you're right so these four women we chose them they didn't have a lot of familiarity with this understanding some had a little more than others um, but that i mean overall food and thoughts and everything aside overall i think what you just said is like the the most marked thing we saw is that we come into week 1 things look solid and problematic and their definition of freedom was kind of more like yours, you know, like, oh, I wish my thoughts would stop, like yours initially. I wish my thoughts would stop. I wish I could just be naturally thin, what, you know, whatever. And oh my God, how that changed <laughs> over four weeks. Like like you said, there was just almost not much to talk about week by week by week. Yeah.
1: i I loved your changeable um, podcast with, with um, Moshi Gare. Mm, yeah. Where you guys talk about there are no problems. Yeah. And when you listen to this group coaching call in the last session, and not to give it away, I feel like I'm giving away a movie here. <laughs> we hear uh, Molly, who kind of really just resonates with that. Well, if I overeat, no big deal. Well, if, you know, like if this happens, yeah, it's no big deal. Like, there really are
0: no problems.
1: And yet, we have a thinking mind that creates an illusion of problem,
0: yeah yeah it's it it was huge, it really is, and that naturally, you know, I think about the iceberg metaphor we talk about a lot naturally, of course, our focus is on what we can see the behavior, the weight, whatever it is, and just how that just shifted and sometimes I think back and I'm like, I don't even know what we did. I think this all the time. Like, you probably do too with your clients. we are like, I don't even know what we really talked about. But we went from you know really thinking, oh, this binge, that binge to having these deep discussions that had nothing to do, like you just said, nothing to do with behavior or even a specific feeling. It's like, wow, I'm, I'm okay with whatever happens. I mean, how big is that? I'm okay with whatever happens because I know it's not me. I know it's not permanent, you know, and, and that we can feel that when we move, like as we're in that sort of place, like we could send these women off and just know that they're fine. They've always been fine, but know that they're really like not going to get so tangled in things. When they do, it's just, they know, they know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, that's very vague how I just said it, but I mean it's so huge to feel that expansiveness from a focus on behavior and thought, focus on psychology to just like a a a bigger seat of awareness where anything that shows up is okay.
1: Yeah, and that they're and that they can start to see that deeper connection to like what being a human is all about and and that kind of truth because yeah, that's something that I find interesting when I talk to people like. Sometimes at the beginning, I know that we will relate to this. Even people are like, "Well, I know it's just thinking, but it feels real." Yeah. And what I think we're always trying to do is point to, pe- to point people to the direction of okay, but what do we always know is true as human beings? As yeah. there, you know, there is an energetic, spiritual component to this. And so, when you tr- and these are just my words, like when you trust that, like there is a bigger truth. Like we, like we are all uh, like, we are all one. Like we're like this formless energy that is made of everything. And we are everything. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense anymore to feel or feel a sense of responsibility for anything. I mean, it doesn't mean that you don't get up and brush your teeth or whatever, but there's just not so much pressure to like have it all figured out. Like, I don't need to be the 12-year-old girl that takes care of my sisters anymore. And in fact, it looked like that to me at one time, but I actually wasn't taking care of anything. Yeah. Like, that, I think, is just so mind-blowing. It's like, yeah, like, we have thinking, and we know that it's false, but we know that it's false because it's mechanical
0: and that it's not the thing that we need to rely on. Yeah, because, because we see more and feel more about what else there is. Yeah. like you know, like we have those moments of quiet that we were talking about with you and like we start to see, oh, wow, there's something else doing things here. There's something else pulling the strings. I don't have to control it all.
1: Yeah, it, and we don't get, it's not like we read the storybook or we come out with the instructions that says, oh, by the way, like Amy, you don't have to worry about anything. Like that's not what we learn right? Right, right. We learn the opposite. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah part of that shift too like that iceberg sort of shift is is and we could hear this in your story a lot you know everything of course of course is all about us and we don't even realize that so much but our mind our, our brain just does that it's not like we're self-centered like that's just what a brain does so when we're living in our psychology there's no other option everything revolves around us and we could see that in the women too, that, that our conversations went from, I feel this, I did this, I ate that, to I just remember the conversation with Lindsay who works with brain imaging. <laughs> like she works with, uh, I, I don't know, I guess that's what it's called, like MRIs and stuff. And she was having some like massive insights about how our brain is like this universal, like, universal mind and like, wow, like we went from, you know, talking about a feeling and what someone ate to, like you mentioned, like this amazing oneness, habits aren't going to live in that environment <laughs> when that's more of where we live, really, you know, like it just doesn't make sense. So, like, I don't think a habit can survive in, in that sort of environment. Mm-hmm. And, and
1: I love, um, it, I can't remember what weekend was exactly, but Linda was talking about, she was starting to question, well, what does it all mean then? Yeah. I love when people start to question, what does it all mean? Like, that's the most exciting part. Yeah. Like, what does it mean? And to a brain, it's really scary. Yeah. It's like, what? I'm questioning everything. Like, well then what's, you know, and and naturally most people go down the road of like the thinking of like, well, well then what should I do? And like, you know, why go after anything at all? And aren't we supposed to have goals? Like, yeah. And that's just like, that's just the mind. But the fact that we're even like questioning, like, what does it all mean?
0: that's new.
1: Yeah, I
0: know. It still blows me away. But as long as we've been doing this work, that, that that's what helps a habit. I don't know. I mean, that's just so counterintuitive from all the conditioning that we could have a group that we talk with these women four times, you know, and and... We barely talk about food and we barely talk... We didn't talk really at all about any details of any binges or anything like that. We didn't start calls like, so how was your week in terms of eating? None of that. I mean, I I don't know what you'd say. I'd say probably 5% of our time with them was talking around food. And that that's what gives people freedom. I mean, we've seen it over and over again, but it still blows me away. It's kind of crazy, you know? it's just so against what 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 everyone thinks and what we've been told yeah
1: and 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 that you feel it at such a deep sense but then we get the mind and we saw this in the session that jumps in to go okay so you've got a taste so now I have to hold on to it how do I hold yeah. on what are the steps to hold on to cuz i feel different mm-hmm. i feel it i know i feel it am i going to yeah. am i going to lose it is the shoe going to drop and i i love like eating yeah I just, I loved that experience, not for Hannah, who was going through that experience in the moment, because we know how strong that feels and how personal that feels in the moment. But it is very reflective of things untangling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it gives us an opportunity to see what our mind's been doing all along. That's cool too. So like she could now, like her mind's always been trying to manage things, everybody says, but she could now see, oh, wait a minute, I felt peace. And then I felt my mind jump up and say, how do I keep this peace here? And that's so insightful. We saw that with Molly too, when she remember like had some, she had a party and she ate like late at night and the next morning she could see all that habitual. Was that a binge? Was it not? Should I do something about it? I mean, what a miracle to see something that's been invisibly running in the background, to see it pop out. And that's, you know, that's what happens all the time when our mind gets a little quieter.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when it pops out, like,
0: I, I love when we
1: talk about you can't unsee it because when it pops out and you just know it to be true like that is not going anywhere
0: yeah
1: like how does that go anywhere like you just you cannot unlearn it it's like tying your shoelaces try not to try to unlearn tying your shoelaces you <laughs> just not going to yeah. you know I, I I kind of like I sometimes equate this understanding to almost like reading like you at some point you became a reader maybe you don't Maybe you can't read everything and your diction's not huge yet, but you're a reader. Yeah. You're not, you can't unread, but you just keep reading more and you see more and you understand more and your diction gets bigger and you just, maybe you get to a different level of reading. And that's kind of this understanding in this journey is like, yeah, like I moved on from the food stuff, but I see this every single day in my life Yeah, as a coach, as a wife as a human in my interactions with somebody at the Starbucks drive through like this is, this is
0: everything everywhere always. Yeah. That, that journey you talked about, like for you, you know, it felt and it's all, who knows we're making it up, but, uh, it felt like it was kind of slower and took, you know, lots of ups and downs and truly it does for most people. I mean, a lot, some people do have some big insight, but even then it's not like everything's to, you know, like we're saying, we still get lots of life to contend with. So it just, it's always a bit of a journey, but, um, but that's so big to see that what you said, like, like you can't unlearn to tie your shoes. Like once you're a reader, you're a reader. And yet I think early on, like we could just be so in our heads thinking, oh, well, I'm not a reader yet. This doesn't feel as natural as it should, or, or I forgot it longer than I should forget it, you know? And so it's just kind of good to see it's, it's, it's both. It's this up and down journey where when we're sort of becoming a reader, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where we, you know, we, it's hard. Like, like with real yes. reading, it's hard sometimes. You, like you said, you don't know all the words and there's a lot of stuff you can't read. But the foundation is shifted enough that, okay, now you can't, now it's just a matter of practice. I see this with training coaches too. You know, like once you get a bit of grounding, now, yeah, you're not a wonderful coach if you're brand new at it, but just go coach and you're going to get good at it. Same with this understanding and with freedom from habits, right? Like, oh yeah, you might feel wobbly, but just go live life knowing what you know, and you can't not stop wobbling. Like, you, you know, you'll be less wobbly in time. Yeah,
1: like stutter through the pronunciation. Like that is how we get the pronunciation.
0: Yeah. Read
1: to other people, right? Talk to other people about it. Try to explain it to somebody else. Yeah. Feel lost in it. That's how all that questioning, all of that stuttering is the thing that unravels this for us.
0: That's so big, Maria. I mean, that's so big for people to remember. So to bring that into a habit. I mean, what we're looking at is like, yeah, it our mind is going to want to make up all these pictures of how it's going to go. And we're going to have a big insight and feel great, and then our mind is going to say, "Oh, it's all smooth sailing for now, my habit's gone." Or and or it's going to jump in and say, "Okay, how do I how do I make this be the new norm? Like it's, you know, that is all going to happen." But I mean, what we're really saying is just live your life. <laughs> and and life it's always deepening this for us
1: and question right live your life with fun like I keep saying this like have fun in life as you're learning as you're stuttering like yeah. even today I like I even continue, continuing on this reading analogy like I used to be embarrassed by like admitting that I didn't know how to pronounce a word or what it meant and now like I'm pretty sure my family's gonna ban Google because I am forever on Google like how do I pronounce that how do I pronounce somebody's name in a different language and what does that mean and it's exciting yeah Yeah. and that's just looking in a new direction and like owning it but that's how this understanding works too the more excited you get about like studying stuttering your way through it the faster it comes the more fun you have and the more present it is yeah yeah
0: I just get this feeling too like um especially when you're sharing your story but but with our women with that, all of our clients like how how what a gift this is you know like you said it right off the bat so many times like I needed that I needed it to to see what's really going on in life you know and and I just I don't know I just think that's amazing that we everyone comes to us because they are struggling with something they want to stop struggling with, and that is just like the little one percent like okay, fine, you get to stop struggling with this, but the 99 percent of what what and it's not us like the understanding we share like what the truth has to offer is so far beyond relief it's so far beyond like an end to a problem or what looks like a problem I mean I don't know isn't that amazing <laughs> and shocking and I uh, don't Yeah. Like, you know,
1: the, those, you know, those phrases that you see on Instagram and social media, you know, I am love, I am peace. Like you actually are those things and trying to connect to what that actually means for you is like, it is so exciting and figuring out who you are. Like I love when my clients go like, I don't know who I am. Like if I'm not this stuff and you, and in the journey, Amy, tell me what you think, but I see that I saw it in myself and I see it in other people's, like when you start to get peace or you start that, that thinking doesn't feel so personal, even though the thinking is always happening and that's a misconception. People think, oh, like, well, I just won't have the thinking. No, 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 I I still have an overthinking mind. That'll never, I don't think, I don't know if that'll ever change. I still have lots of thoughts, but when you don't get wrapped up in them, like there is such an opportunity to explore other things. And feel other things. It's like I actually can feel what I am. Peace means I am love. Like that is hundred percent true. That's not some, That is not a um, written word to what's the word? I'm looking, an affirmation to post on my mirror. No, like no offense, if that's that is helpful to somebody. Yeah. But there's a difference between telling yourself and trying to reprogram your mind and doing all that work versus actually looking for what that feels like to you if you can sense that, being really inquisitive of where is
0: that for me? Yeah. And anyone can be inquisitive in that way and be curious about these things and see a whole lot. And I think just these habits and struggles that we find ourselves in, they just end up being a really convenient opportunity. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe for some of us, that's otherwise we wouldn't look, who knows, who knows what the bigger, you know, plan is behind all of that. But, uh, but it's a, whatever it is, if you're struggling with something, if you're caught up in a habit like this, it, there's no question. It is an incredible opportunity to see life in a deeper way. And you and I both know that when you're struggling with this, you don't give a crap about seeing life in a deeper way. <laughs> you just want to stay thin and then, you know, stop your habit so we hear that you know but and, and so i know this bit is kind of like tough to hear when you're in a habit sometimes it's not at all on your radar uh but but it's big and it's worth looking at
1: yeah and i think that there are a little you know even like going back to when i was first in this intro you know introduced and i couldn't even explain what about this understanding just kept bringing me back they were bringing me back you know there are things That you can start doing right away, like look for the generalizations of your mind, of that habitual mind. Yeah. Everything's always bad. I'm never good enough. I always should have. This should be. If this happened, then this. Like, our mind's really good at those generalizations, but everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Start to like notice there. Yeah. And and you'll know because they feel limiting. I mean, that's where all the suffering comes from. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, you're, you have, like, some habitual stories. And I think once we can start, like, if, you know, at the beginning of my journey, the only thing I did was stare at my mind. Because that's the only thing I felt like I could do. Yeah. And I started to get some space when I realized, oh, like, it's, like, kind of like, you know, these messages are like, oh, you look half decent today. And you look terrible, like always contradictory. Yeah, and never uplifting. And I think I said this in our group session. Like, wasn't like my mind was like, "Oh, Maria, you got that and all, you know, and more." Like, never, never does that happen in the mind.
0: If for me it was ever, if there was ever a little bit of a compliment from my mind, it (laughs) came. It came with this instant, like, "Don't lose it." So you better, you know, you look kind of thin today, so you better not eat today because you're going to not look like this tomorrow, you know, like uh, yeah. such the golden handcuffs, right? <laughs> like, like it's, you know, a little bit of a nice thing, but oh my gosh, be careful. Horrible. Yeah. Oh, and you better never like get away from the plan that you're currently on because that's
1: why you're thin today, Amy. And you got eight hours of sleep last night. So make sure that you, you right. got eight hours of sleep tonight. Yeah. And now we have anxiety. Such a trap. Sleeping. Such a trap.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, too, the other big thing that kind of strikes me from this conversation and from our, our course is, um, so so what you're saying is so big for people to kind of take, you know, just to start to be more and more on to these generalizations, these, uh, and we'll know it by the feeling. If you don't hear the words, you'll know it by the feeling, right? You'll start feeling trapped and dependent and on something and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just what you brought up earlier around the iron, what I call the ironic way that change happens. So for you, you, something happened in your life where you could not focus on food and eating and that's when you got your first break. <laughs> and, and we saw that in our women, right? Like we, we intentionally, we weren't avoiding any topics, but we sure weren't camping out there. And the more they, their minds relaxed and their, their world got bigger, the less this became an issue. And that is so counterintuitive so I think for everyone listening to struggling with a habit, any habit, you know, it's like to the extent that you're thinking about it and trying to work your way out of it with your mind, you're just getting deeper into it, and it's okay. Like we all do that, but but we can also just see that and like go a little bit and see that the peace we're looking for comes when we're not trying to figure it out. Yeah,
1: and and allow like give yourself permission to take what you need out of something and, and leave the rest, right? We, we have this habitual thing to go, okay, well, I need, I need more than just talking about this for, you know, two hours, once a week. Like we didn't give these women like workbooks and exhausted, like homework right. sheets and strap. And sometimes, you know, sometimes that's helpful. And sometimes, sometimes it's just nice to have space and you'll know that internally. Yeah. yeah just like you were talking about that new coach and the client that said, I just need a break from this. And so if that's showing up, listen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a huge, just to see that we have what we need, you know, like we're, yeah, like we all come to this feeling so broken and lost that understandably we're looking for someone else to tell us or some diet or some plan to tell us. So to begin to listen and then, and then to show that we're listening by just doing what feels right to us, not what our mind tells us we should be doing or how other people are doing it. So big.
1: You know, I loved that in our conversation, we're always looking for different ways to point basically in the same direction, right? And it's just about saying it in different ways so that it resonates, somebody hears it in the way that they need to hear because we're all human. Mm-hmm. And we, we come sometimes with lots of thinking, sometimes more openness and I love when people start to describe it on their own and in their own words. And Hannah was talking about kind of that smartphone analogy yeah. in the conversation about how, you know, the mechanical brain works and it's always processing. And then you just have some apps that show up. And I love when we're curious that way, like, oh, like how, you know, it's not about how Amy describes it. It's not about how Maria describes it. What does it look like for me? Yeah. Can I describe it to somebody else? What do I see in that? Like that being inquisitive is kind of cool. It opens up quite a bit. Yeah, and it's not an action or strategy that I'm telling anybody to do, but it's a questioning. It's, it,
0: it bypasses our habitual thinking. It's the opposite of that, you know? So exactly. It's something that sometimes we're just naturally inquisitive when our mind is quiet, but we can also play with it. I think it's a great thing to just like, yeah, like get, we always say, you know, get curious, be curious about that. We can put ourselves there to some extent. And, and it does, it has, it has this great way of bypassing what we think we already know. So that's,
1: that's a question, Amy, that's come up a lot lately for me in my coaching is people have said like, What is being like? You keep telling me to be curious, but I don't know what that means.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, it means like be dumb, you know, like like set aside. Like you're gonna hear. I mean, this it's all metaphors, right? All of languages. We can't set anything aside either, but all we have is these words. So. Set aside, look beyond all the, like you were saying earlier, all the generalized, all the habitual, all the stuff we're so used to, all the stupid thinking that we hear all day every day and, and see what else is there. Like not something you would expect, you know, but just notice, notice what wants to come through. What do you, what do you see about
1: it? So so I probably do, I see the same thing and I use different words and I still don't know what the right words are or what have you. But that curiosity to me is like really start to question the big picture because we're always so focused in the details with our thinking, right? Like the who are, who am I? Where do we come from? How did we get on this like on this earth? Yeah. Like that's amazing. Like how did I get here other than the stork? Yeah. <laughs> like questioning that. I, I love question, Like I love having like debates. I had a friend over last night quarantining. You know, we did all the six feet and all that stuff other than we didn't, we weren't in bubbles, but you know, we were in the backyard. <laughs> and we had a debate around is thinking stupid. And I, I love this because she's like, well, no, like I need to think about setting my alarm clock if I need to go on travel and I don't want to miss the plane. I said, I don't know. Do you, or are you so excited that you would you you don't even sleep? Like I don't know. We can we can argue about this,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but do you think you actually need an alarm clock for that? So, what the answer is, it doesn't really matter. But the thing that we're questioning the the whole point of it was that we're questioning the thought patterns and beliefs that are showing up for us that are so habitual and real. Yeah, and just kind of seeing that it can look really different to somebody else or that maybe that's not always a hundred percent real can open up quite a bit.
0: Yeah. I love that. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's again, it's just marvels. Like, like it's just so zoomed out from where we were used to living. That's what those questions and all of that does, I think. like It just zooms this way out. And like you're saying, a debate by definition, we're not saying we know, we're saying we don't know. So let's talk about all the possibilities. And there's such a mindset difference in that, totally different.
1: Yeah. And I think once we realize how much we don't know, it just doesn't make sense anymore to really rely. It helps the thinking become less personal because that's how we see the truth of it being impersonal because Right now, it might feel really, really personal. If you're right, like right in the middle of a habit or an addiction, that's how it looks. Yeah. But to open it up and see it in places of your life where it just doesn't have as much meaning right now, right? It doesn't feel so personal. It really does show you like, this is just a lot of stupid thinking. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love this conversation. Thank you so much for doing this and for for doing the course with me. It was so great. It was, it was so fun. And, you know, Amy, I always be grateful
1: because you showed me freedom and, you know, I was a tough cookie. I know I was. And, um, (laughs) so I (laughs) definitely know this could work for me. It can work for other people. And it was such an, an honor to be with you and the other four women and to have gone through your certification coaching as well.
0: Oh, thank you. I'm so glad you kept coming back. Even as a tough cookie, you heard something. <laughs> so it's been it's been good for everyone.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Awesome. And I ate all the cookies while listening to you sometimes. Too. Well, hey, that's good. That's what we're going for. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, Amy. If you're struggling with binge eating or any food-related habit, I really, really want you to check out a new course that I have. Called freedom from binge eating a new way to stop the binge eating habit it's a digital course you can check it out and watch it right away at dr amy freedom from binge eating so i led this course with change coach maria brigantino and we had just four women go through this workshop and you get to see that everything was recorded so you get to be a fly on the wall while maria and i coach four women who came in actively struggling with binge eating and in just four weeks, so much started to change and shift for these women. You get to observe the whole thing. Plus, Maria and I come in when the, the women aren't around and we give some commentary and some. we pull out the themes and all of that. This format is incredible. People get so much from watching others being coached through things that they're struggling with. Um, and I just think there's there's no match for this. So I would really encourage you to check that out. So you can purchase Freedom from Binge Eating on its own, or you can actually get it for free when you join Student Access Plus. Student Access Plus is a way to pay one low price for a growing library of digital courses. So you would get the binge eating course, you would get a similar one that I did on Intrusive Thoughts, you'd get a handful of other digital courses. You also get early notification when I do live events, which I'm gonna have a lot of those coming up. Uh, other trainings and courses, you get special pricing on things. So it's a really, really great thing to check out. It's the best way to get the most of what I offer in one place for one low price. So you can check that out at that link as well. Or you can go to dramyjohnson.com slash student access registration.